BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Go ahead and do our thing. All right, we're live now. Let's see if I can work one more banner in while I'm waiting. John B. Jenkins, what's up? Let's see. Here. A few more moments here. Let some more people get in before we start. Here we go. 
Hey, Panther fans, what's going on? Welcome to another edition of the Four Man Rush. I'm your main man, Kevin Avery, aka 4MR underscore Country Kev. I got my sidekick as usual with me here tonight. Uh, excuse me, Panthers Den uh, 4MR, aka JD. We're coming in here to you for the first time this season, week three, Victory Monday. Uh, the Carolina Panthers uh, defense and special teams led the way as they secured a 22. 14 victory over the hated divisional rivals, the New Orleans Saints. Um, wasn't the prettiest, but, you know, got the job done. Well, I play this. It wasn't pretty offensively for the most part. Now, if you're a fan of defense and special teams, it was a game of uh, definite beauty uh, to watch yesterday. Um, you know, overall, the Panthers, they uh, pretty much uh, set the tone early and often. Uh Gave up some second-half uh, scores, I think, with fourth quarter. I think that's when the Saints scored their two touchdowns. Made it seem tighter than what it was. But uh, tone-wise, the Panthers' uh, defense pretty much controlled and dominated uh, the game throughout. Uh, J.D., give me your overall summary of what you thought of yesterday's performance. Yeah, it's a win, bro. I'm just elated that these boys finally won one. A nine-game losing streak we snapped this this past Sunday. So look, you can't be a winning team until you snap them losing streaks. So that was good to see. Um, I was impressed uh, with the defense this game. Alvin Kamara is no no slouch. So to hold him for sixty-one yards. Mark Ingram, Alvin Kamara is good. That's a good running duo. Um, Saints offense has a lot of firepower on it. So. Uh, even though we gave up 147 to the young guy, 105 to to um, Traquan Smith, it's it's like as long as they're not scoring at will, extending drives and scoring, then um, we're at a good spot. So it was good to see them guys um, fly around. It was good to see the coaches trust their defense and let them guys uh, cut them guys loose a little bit, um, a lot more aggressive on the defensive side of the ball, and I think. Um, that allowed our guys to play fast and just um, react and be um, smart and physical. So that was good to see. Overall, we still need to see more from the offense, but uh, hopefully our guy LaVisca Chenault, first game as a Panther, uh, takes the kickoff like 35 yards and then takes a small um, little out flat concept to the house from 67. So, Hopefully this offense will start getting together, um, but it's a, it was a, it was a good team win, uh, and it's it's hard to to narrow it down. Like I was fighting with Panther fans even after a win. That's wild that we was on Twitter fighting after we won. But like they're like, is that sustainable? Is that sustainable if we score touchdowns and keep them from scoring touchdowns? It's sustainable. <laughs> it's I swear to you, it's that simple. Like the more we score. And the more we keep them from scoring, it's sustainable. Like the Saints did not score a single point until the fourth quarter. You probably if you score if you score points, you probably gonna win that game. So yeah, hopefully it's the first of many. Um, yeah, we'll see what they go, how they these guys and rule build on it. Yeah, you definitely hit the nail on the head. Um, you know, ended that nine game 
a losing streak dating back to uh, last year when we ended the game, I think on what a seven game losing streak. Um, it had been 371 days uh, since the Panthers last won at home, which was actually last year, uh, week two against these same New Orleans Saints. So uh, to literally go a whole entire calendar year between wins at home, uh, yeah, uh, I'm definitely appreciative. We could have won three nut yesterday, and I would have been happy to just see a W. It, it been so long, JD, since I heard Sweet Caroline. I forgot the lyrics, bro. Look, man. <laughs> <laughs> Look, man. <laughs> I forgot we even did that. What? Hey, man. I, I forgot. Uh, I forgot we had a little touchdown music too for a little minute there until we right. started scoring them at home. But yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah, we'll just give a couple quick shout-outs here to our fans in the chats. We'd like to let them know we recognize them. John B. Jenkins and Hey, Kev, what's up? Uh, good friend, um, Jamal Darby, up under construction. Check them out, you guys, uh, for Panthers, Hornets, anything Carolina-related sports. Great group of guys, good content. Uh, what's up, Kev? Elvon Friend. Uh, Hootie Who. Uh, long time day one, Bill Spires in the house, Freddie Figueroa, Tyree Ross. I got my daughter here, Jelani. Time out, what's the deal? Hey, Princess, Daddy, love you. Uh, you know, so you know, fans in here will uh, address these comments a little bit later. So, you know, as I stated, week three, that win pushed the Carolinas to. From 0-2 to 1-2, and, and it took the Saints from 1-1 to 1-2. So technically, as of week three, J.D., we are in second place because that was a divisional win, and that uh, and we're undefeated in division. Uh, the Saints are now 1-1 one one in division because they won week one at Atlanta but lost to us. And, of course, uh, uh, let's see. And, uh, yeah, Tampa's still in first. So it's Tampa, Carolina, New Orleans, and Atlanta at the moment. And all of us at least has uh, one win. Tampa's in first place at 2-1. and one. Um, They lost to Green Bay in a sleeper yesterday, 14-12. Um, came down to a goal line stand on a two-point conversion for them. But uh, back to the Panthers. So uh, take a look at the stats here just from the game here, J.D., uh, you know, you can tell me what you think. Uh, from the first down perspective, Saints had 19 first downs. Panthers had 12 on third downs. The Saints converted five out of 13. The Panthers converted four out of 14, so about even there. Uh, total plays ran uh, about even. Saints had 64 plays. Panthers had 59 uh, bit discretions here, total yards here, but it's about points. Total yards, Saints had 426 total yards, Panthers 293. Uh, passing yards, the Saints 342, the Panthers 148. Ouch. Uh, but rushing yards held the Saints to 84 rushing yards. Again, as you mentioned earlier, Alvin Kamara and um, and uh, Mark Ingram make no jokes. That was a big improvement. And we did our thing with 145 yards behind Christian McCaffrey's second consecutive 100-yard-plus rushing day. Um, 
what these numbers tell you, JD, about the um, about the team and how they uh, executed yesterday? On the offensive side of the ball, obviously we're still anemic. Um, we're not extended drives. We're not getting first downs. I, we might lead the league in like three and outs. Honestly, it's it's at that point um, through three games that. Just seems like the Panthers, for whatever reason, their first couple possessions on offense, or at least at the very least, the first three quarters is just cannot sustain drives, and that's an issue. I don't know if this. Uh, a part of me believes it's like a chemistry thing, because when you look at it, our O line was just named like not even a week, not even two weeks before the opening opening game. Uh, Baker was named to starter with one week left in the preseason. So I I don't know how much it is like these guys haven't played together. They really don't know um, their strengths or where their hots are, where their reads are. It's like, I don't know if it's like just something that comes with experience. Um, But I do think McAdoo has to answer for a little bit of it. Um, And again, it could be partly because I still feel like this offense is pretty vanilla. I haven't seen anything. I feel like they um, kind of opened it up a little bit last game, actually, this pre- previous game. So you saw a couple of double reverses. Uh, you you saw a little bit of uh, their bag as far as that. But, like, as far as passing concepts, I'll have to see a little bit better um, patterns. You got too many explosive guys. You got to get those guys the ball somehow. So on the offensive side, I think that that is the, my main concern. Um, defensively, uh, the yards given up. You you mentioned the discrepancy. I think part of that is Johnny Hecker being a guy. This point at punting the football. I think they said he put like uh, multiple punts down inside the ten or something inside the fifteen or something like that. So that's giving them an extra uh, extra yardage to have to recoup back. And maybe we could have did a better job of getting off off the field at sometimes on defense and not letting them extend drives. But um. I was pleased with the defensive side of the ball. Uh, my main concern was rushing. Um, and you can kind of see that in the, in the um, Saints opening drives where they would um, load up the edges, go heavy, and then run at us on the edges. Um, I was pleased to see us stop that. And I think a lot of that was Phil Snow getting extra aggressive at the line of scrimmage and, and stacking that box. So having more bodies in there to account for. And I think that's where you can attribute a lot of these yards um, that the receivers got because they were on the island with single coverage. So that's really our mantra on defense. It's like we're we just going to man up and you're going to have to beat J.C. Horn and C.J. Henderson and Dante Jackson. You're just going to have to beat them. Um, so I think that's something we can maybe tighten up, but I, I don't foresee it being something that they would be extra concerned about. I think they're going to trust that their guys with speed on the line of scrimmage will beat you to the to your quarterback before your receivers can beat our guys um, outside. So, yeah, I, I mean, overall, my main concern is the offense and not sustain the drives. We got to figure out a way to stay on the field. Yeah, I definitely agree. You know, as a fan, you know, observing the game is, is so frustrating to 
you know, see a team come out and do a three out, and then the uh, the opponents they just immediately just march up and down the field like they own it. You know, that's always something that just annoys me. It's like I know it may sound unrealistic, but I I, I want to see points out of my first drive. Prefer touchdown. We'll settle for a field goal, but to come out and punt after three, four, five plays, uh, it just really, just really makes me feel like we just not prepared or whatever was scripted, you know, just not working or, or something like that. That's you know maybe that's just my own personal, uh, my own personal gripe and beef. But uh, I, I would love for us to be able to score more on our, um, on our opening. Um, opening possession, just to set the tone that, hey, you know, we've done our homework. Uh, we studied our assignments this week. Uh, we put in the work, and, you know, we're we're coming out here to to make plays. So, um, you know, that's just from my own personal perspective as a fan. But definitely I feel like the uh, – that, you know, we have talent offensively that's really, you know, really not being um, – Featured as it should, but you know, JD, I'm. You mentioned something about you know something about you know Baker not being mentioned starter till, uh, you know, right before the start of the season. I think this whole uh, quarterback competition, left tackle competition, uh, that was created by Matt Rule to coddle the feelings of Sam Donald and Brady Christensen. I think that really is cost costed. Um, valuable reps for Baker Mayfield and uh, Icky Kwanu, because I really feel like had they got the day one reps from the beginning, I really feel like that they both would be more further uh, further along, uh, and particularly with uh, uh, with Baker. You know, he's, he's learning his, what, fifth playbook in five years um, or six years or whatever, you know, dating back to college, you know, um, and then the different, you know, he had like, what, three – for three three different head coaches while in Cleveland his four years. And, um, you know, I, I just think this whole uh, competition thing, you know, it was spirited and it was made both guys better. I, I just think that's uh, that's that's a factor that's affecting, I think, a lot of the chemistry, um, you know, or lack thereof that we're seeing right now. Um, what, what, what would you say about that? Would you would you would you think that played a part in it? I absolutely do, um, especially from the the understanding of developing Icky to be your left tackle. Week one, he has one of the best pass rushers in the league on his neck. So he needs as much time as possible. If you plan on rolling him out there at left tackle and letting him take his lumps, at least give him a solid foundation like, you did, you did both your starters on the left side of disservice because now they're splitting time to left tackle. Well, I don't know if I'm going to start a left tackle or guard. Or I got to learn this, this. If I'm at left tackle for Icky, I, I need to do this, this, this. If Brady Christian, if I'm at guard, I need to learn this, this, and this. And I'm, I'm starting, like, right now on first-team tackle, so I need to make sure that's straight. So I'm like, let these guys focus on one thing. Like – if, if you believe in, I've been a guy and I've been beat over the head in the chat by you over this. Uh, I've been a guy to say, let Icky be guard. But I mean, if you're going to put him at tackle, put him at tackle. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
I don't think there's anything as far as like his IQ or his athleticism. Nothing needs to be said about that. I think he can do both. I think um, just not giving him that time did him the disservice. For QBs, though, um, it is extremely pivotal that they get first-team snaps or second-team snaps. It's like I understand people are like, oh, well, first-team is the starter, boom, boom, boom. He's your franchise guy. He's the face of your franchise. But having all the second-team snaps is pivotal, too, because now you know your your second-team guy will be focusing on more in-depth things than, oh, I got to learn this how to place this ball, this guy, this receiver is naturally boom, boom. He like, he's a natural slot guy. So I have that guy, that guy, that, that is it. It does. It would have done the team a better service. If rule would have said, okay, Baker's running with first team. As soon as his plane touchdown, Baker's running with first team. Darn it. You're going to run with second team straight like that. Cause now they're, they have both the opportunity Okay, this is the hot. If I want to slide protection, I need to do this and communicate it this way. You can go into depth, that that kind of depth, as the first team starter or as the second team starter. And I feel like they just wasted the time splitting first team reps, first and second team reps, instead of just sticking with one or the other and learning the system in that with that group of guys. So. Yeah, it's nobody's fault but rule, honestly, that the offense is, is as stale as it is. Um, there's no reason why most of our receivers are sub-4-4 four, four guys, sub-4-5 guys. Um, most of our running backs are sub-4-5 guys. It, it doesn't make sense that this offense is as stale as it is. It, again, it's all you've got to put the lion's share of the blame on rule and some on McAdoo and some on – Baker, but that's just what it is, man. It's just the NFL teams don't work that way. It's that's that's that college stuff we talking about. Yeah, I, so I totally agree with you, one hundred percent. Um, you know that that's everything in college doesn't translate over, but um. Just to switch up a little bit, want to jump in here and uh, respond to what some of the fans are saying here on this particular uh, subject matter. Um, Bill Spire said that uh, uh, the Blitz wins this game. Uh, it says uh, that the Henry and Matt pickup was clutch. Uh, Freddie Figueroa, great run stuffers. Okay. Um uh, Elvin Friend said, I still think we need another pass rush on defense. I don't think we get to the quarterback enough. Yeah, I was going to talk about that in just a moment. Um, they don't have but one sack, but we created a lot of pressure with the uh, hurries, uh, hits um, as well. I'll uh, go over those numbers here a little bit in a moment as well. And it says our last win was against our upcoming opponent, uh, the Cardinals, that was by, uh, that's what it was said by Freddie Figueroa, Bill Spires, said Snow brought the guys from all over and kept the Saints off balance all day. We stopped the stupid defense, rope-a-dope, and let the team move the ball. I agree. Uh, Bill also says, big question, why can't we pass consistently? 
Is it all Mayfield being stupid or Mac of dude pissing the bed when it comes to our play calls? I think we just went over that talking about, you know, the lack of first team reps and chemistry. Uh, JD, uh, Jared Carlson of YouTube says, hope y'all do, hope we're doing well. Appreciate it. Uh, DJ Bollinger, they are utilizing McCaffrey officially enough against safeties and linebackers. They had, had him a few times on third and medium, but didn't get to him. I agree. Uh, oh, this is something we've talked about a lot in chat, JD. Uh, again, Freddie Figueroa is saying this Terrence Marshall situation is annoying. His size and hands can help in the red zone and one on ones. Uh, fellow four man rush, uh, Big Smooth said that uh, they can't move the ball inside and it's annoying. Uh, yes, I agree. Um, you know, I've been day one JD for thinking that uh, we want a power inside run game. The left side should be uh, Icky at left tackle and Michael Jordan at left guard. I think those are the sentiments. Uh, we share it as well. Um, says we need to run the bank game, run the ball 30 times a game. Um, I'm a fan of running the ball. And Mike Rick said, what's good, fellas? So, J.D., based off what our fans were talking about, uh, anything in particular picked out? Like I said, we talked about Terrence Marshall, how CMC been utilized. Um, any Any comments about those two particular aspects? As far as Christian, I think we've all been um, pounding the uh, pounding the table to have somebody spell him and, and take some of these touches from him. I knew deep down in my heart, and so that they they wasn't gonna take this man touches from him because he's just too he's just too um, electric with the ball in his hands, and a lot of broken plays um, for a normal running back. He turns into a first down or at least gives us a, a manageable conversion um, opportunity. So, I mean, I feel like they um, – I don't know if it's like they're trying to be wise with how many touches he get, but, like, literally when you split this man out and he has a linebacker or safety on him, he's open. <laughs> Every time. Every time. I've never seen – I've never seen um, Christian blanketed by coverage. Not not yet, not this season. Um, so I don't know if Baker's like, well, if I overuse him, you know, that puts him in danger. I don't know if that's – I don't even think he, he's wired like that. But I feel like somewhere in that room it's like, okay, we just gave him 20, 20 so touches um, running the ball. So maybe let's not, you know, put him in that situation. But now with that LaVisca is here, he's kind of that wide back as we saw. It'll be interesting to see how much they use him. I was surprised that they, to see them use him as much as um, or more than the other backs. So given what we've seen from Dante Foreman, averaging like two two snaps um, or two touches for the past like two games. And then this game, not even – I don't even think he got one. Um, nah, he didn't. Um, yeah, we had we had thirty one uh, rush attempts yesterday, twenty five by McCaffrey for one hundred eight. Chuba of all people, three for twenty five. Uh, broke off a nice fourteen yard one. Um, DJ Moore had two for thirteen, and then of course Baker uh, had one. So yeah, what is the deal with uh you know with Dante Foreman? Um, this uh, it's just kind of 
you know, puzzling here why uh, why he didn't even um, get in the game or even get a, a care. I, I don't remember even seeing him seeing him on the field. I don't uh, know. To if be he honest get, with you, I don't know if he got snaps, bro. Like honestly, we saw Chuba before we saw um, Foreman out there. So I don't know if this um, a matter of they don't want to take the the offensive identity out the game. Because <laughs> that's Christian. That's literally he's literally our offensive identity. Um, I don't know if they w- don't want to take him out in the game because the offense already looks stagnant. Um, they got to get the man touches though because he's averaging like I think he's averaging almost three yards, three four yards a clip, uh, or at least he was last game. I think he was at four point five per carry. So I don't know. Um, and Rule mentioned in his presser that the opportunities just haven't been there. To be fair, this is the first game they had over 60 snaps on offense. So, I mean, given the situation, I can understand it. Um, but let me let me shout out Chuba, though, for keeping his balance. The offense was acting yeah. a little different, man, because because they had Ian Thomas catching passes and breaking tackles and Chuba out here doing the matrix and keeping his balance. I was like, what? And God's name, they got in these boys, but – yeah, hopefully, man. Hopefully, they'll figure out the snaps and usage and stuff like that. Yeah, because I'm I'm looking at these snap counts from yesterday on Panthers.com. Chuba had seven. Richard Higgins had six. Uh, Dante Foreman was out there for four, and uh, your favorite Stephen Sullivan was out there for for two offensive snaps. So, oh God, <laughs> and um, you know, the main impact that he did, uh, Lavisca Chenault. Uh, was on out there for eleven offensive snaps, but uh, definitely, uh, definitely made a uh, definitely made an impact. So uh, I'm just mad DJ Moore was out there sixty snaps for one reception, two yards. Like you know, DJ, if you just happen to be listening to us, just smile every time you see your weekly deposit Monday morning. You know, from your contract extension you signed. Um, uh, you know, things things going to get better, bro. Hold your head up, DJ. <laughs> I promise you, bro. We we look. We got to get that man right, bro. He's right. too dynamic, man. Yeah. So, um, as far as the other aspect of the game here, um, you know, that I saw improvement in with the Panthers uh, was in the area of turnovers. We didn't have any. We forced three on the Saints. Also, our penalties, though annoying, always annoying. Um, I would say anytime you keep them under 50 yards, that's a that's a good effort. Four penalties for 40 yards by the Panthers. While the Saints had uh, seven penalties for 58 yards. Uh, time of possession really was damn near even. 29 minutes and 50 seconds for the Saints. 30 minutes and 10 seconds for the Panthers. So if you want to say we wanted on the time of possession, we did by 20 seconds. Um <laughs> so uh yeah which is uh, also reflected in the uh both team at 13 drives uh Saints had 64 plays Panthers had uh 59 plays so uh yeah win the turnover battle three nothing uh JD I-, I think that's uh that's definitely a good sign um it seems like since we got beat up and ran the hell over week one against Cleveland uh, this defense seemed to have got woken up, would you say? Yeah, man. This defense, um, 
this defense is looking a little different um, than the same. It doesn't look like the same group to me, honestly. Um, from from week one to now, um, even from week one to week two, it didn't it didn't look like the same uh, defense. I'm gonna shout some of that out to Marquand McCall, bro. <laughs> Speak on it, man. Speak on it. This man is um, when he gets on the field. And I don't think he's he's cracking that. Like I don't think he's one of the top guys in the rotation yet. But when he's on the field. It's automatic penetration, bro. I'm also shout out Derek Brown because they said he was a bust, but this man out here busting some heads. So, so uh, even Henry Anderson, he'll he'll flash sometimes. Ionitis had a nice, uh, he did a nice little swim move, got out, uh, disengaged his guy, and then made the tackle. So, the guys up front have a lot to do with their improvement, bro. They definitely stepped their game up. Um. Luvu, bro. What what Ooh. more can I say? Bruh. What more can I say? Bruh. I, I bro. <laughs> when I tell you, I got off off the couch and screamed when this man they pulled a guard. Oh my god, bro! And he, this man popped the guard, bro. Yep. Like it's 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 that kind of stuff that we were missing, bro. It's like attack attack the blocker, bro. Don't let that blocker get up in your chest. And put hands on you like that. Go get that man. That brother. Boy, we were missing that. Um, and you could tell the other guys fed off that too. So Luvu, bruh, he 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 honestly might be the best linebacker on the team right now. He might be. Um, Shaq, even Shaq. Shaq, Shaq uh, almost got him a little interception, Luke Keekley style. Um I know Luke was smiling. I I ain't listened to the radio broadcast, but I know he was up there cheesing for that. Um, yeah, those guys played different, bro. Uh, that front seven is definitely stepping up. I want to see a little bit more from you, Tour. Um, yeah, definitely. Uh, it's like I don't I don't know what he got going on. I have to check the film, but yeah, he, I think he could definitely step it up a little bit. And if not, then we might need to see what little Barno got and had that man act before a game, see what he can do. Uh, I saw Brandon Smith on special teams, too. I don't know if they're trying to work him back a little slower. Or I, I don't know. Let me see if I can find his snap count. Oh, I got you a got, snap count right here. Yeah, I got it right here. Um, okay. I could have sworn I saw him. Let's see. No, I don't have him down for anything on defense or special teams. Wow. Okay. I think I, my eyes was just playing the trick on me. I, I could have sworn I saw number 40 on the kick return. Hey, man. <laughs> he, look, I'm just ready for him to get back and feed off of this, some of this Lulu energy that we got yeah. permeating on the defense right now. Well, you know what? He may have because I don't see him with any defensive snaps, so he may have been just strictly special teams because, you know, the way they do the snaps – you oh, play defense. Yeah. They also gonna put your special team snaps. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, just to let you know, real quick, the snap breakdown: Keith Taylor uh, coming back. He had four snaps on defense, five on special teams. Uh, Davion Nixon, a shot him out. You know, got cut, brought back to a practice squad. Got activated with the uh, uh, with the uh, with the injury to um, damn. Who was it? Got injured. Roy. 
Bravion Roy? Yeah, Bravion Roy. Damn, he was, uh, kind of surprised that uh, Hoskins was a scratch, but, you know, McCall doing his thing. McCall, yeah. you know, for his impact, he only had 14 snaps on defense and four on special teams. But, boy, mm-hmm. that one on special teams where he blocked that field goal. Come on now. Yes, sir. What did, what did he run about, what, 6'6"? Six, six? Yep. Yeah, so, um, yep. hey, man, uh, Harry Anderson had 18 defensive snaps. Um, so, yeah, we uh, – yeah, the, uh, that's the bottom – uh, the bottom tier here, uh, you know, you know, we've been ragging on our linebackers, but uh, Corey Littleton had 18 snaps. Damian Wilson had 24. Uh, Shaq had 51 mm-hmm. um, snaps. Uh, Frankie Louvel and Jeremy Chin played every snap, all 69 snaps. Uh, J.C. Horn, 65 snaps. Xavier Woods, 65 snaps. Brian Burns, 56. Uh, C.J. Henderson, 54. Uh, Ionitis 51, Gross Models 46, Derek Brown. Yo, who was a man amongst boys? Come on, now, speak on it. Still 43 me. snaps. Marquise Haynes, who uh hauled ass on the fumble return, had 39 snaps. Your personal favorite, Miles Hartfield, 37 snaps. <laughs> and, uh, Dante, Dante had 27. So, uh, Phil Snow definitely, uh, Definitely believes a rotating, you know, guys and packages and uh, certain things like that. So, uh, but it says something about um, I ain't see it. Dante Jackson left with a neck injury. Did you you hear anything about that? Uh, uh-uh, I ain't heard nothing else. I knew I knew they took him out the game because I remember seeing um, Keith Taylor out there for a little bit with um, CJ and Miles, but I hadn't heard anything else from it. Yeah, and I'm also seeing CJ also had a little neck injury. So what's up with the necks on our cornerbacks yesterday? Uh, look, they can't turn their head around. That's the issue. That's you why stupid. they can't do it. <laughs> not fooling with you on that one, man. <laughs> I'm not fooling with you on that one. <laughs> you know, ever since Corn Elder against Seattle 2018, but anyway. Jeez. <laughs> Jeez. That corn was burnt, boy. Mm. All right. So Let's get to the performance of these quarterbacks here. Um, yesterday, if um, uh, mix mixed bag at best, um, as far as uh, far as the results and the performances of both, um, Baker Mayfield stats read as follows: twelve for twenty-five for one hundred seventy yards, one touchdown, no interceptions. Was sacked three times, passer rating of 83.8. Uh, Panthers defense, what they did against Jameis Winston. Now, he was 25 for 41 for 353 yards. But as you said, thanks to our punter, they had to go the length of the field a large majority of the day. Uh, he was able to hit a couple of deep bombs, uh, like I said, in that fourth quarter to make it more competitive. One touchdown, but, you know, good old Winston, you can count on two interceptions. He wasn't sacked but one time, though. Uh, passer rating of uh, 76.6. So, J.D., you know, we, we you know, the four-man rush, you know, we stay on Twitter, you know, collectively and individually. Um, a lot of discussion, you know, about, you know, the Panthers, are, you know, offense performance. Is it mostly on Baker Mayfield? I mean, I know we touched about it earlier about the snaps, but uh, – 
I hate mm. to say it, but I mean, the first three quarters of week one and the game against the Giants week two and now this one, I'm yeah, I'm, I'm waiting to see that 2020 Baker Mayfield that was that made us all feel like that the acquisition of him was going to be something now that he's healthy. Uh, I don't see anything lingering. Uh, like I said, we mentioned it could be, you know, lack of first team reps, but, you know, as a guy that, you know, studied QBs extensively like you do, uh, share with our fans what you think may be the, um, the issue. Uh, now he's not to be blameless. Let's, you know, mm-hmm. but uh, I think it's all on him, but, you know, from your perspective, uh, what 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 are you seeing with uh, Baker Mayfield that's uh, causing him to put up these type of numbers? It seemed like he was missing some some easy layups from the jump yesterday. I mean, it was guys wide open that were getting yeah. the ball on at their feet and uh, just overshot with nobody really on them like that. And I was like, damn, what's you know what's going on? So what what, what did you see? Yeah, right. But even going back to week one, even uh, week two, you saw that same kind of trend uh, um, where Shy's open on the slant, he overthrows it, or DJ's open on the flat and he overthrows and throws it over his head. So I think a lot of what's going on can be attributed to his internal clock and he feels like he doesn't have, um, or he just feels pressure. Um, And that internal clock, I like to put it, talks directly to your feet. So I think it's a a, um, a footwork issue, honestly. Um, he just has to slow himself down. Um, there's also plenty of plays on film where if he was just a little patient, look that safety off, it's a touchdown. That simple. Um, and on a lot of those plays, the offensive protection is fine. He has plenty of pocket to work with. It's just um, – it's the – I don't know if it's um, – the awareness for him to to relax, take another beat, pat the ball right quick, boom. It's not like they're like a long way away. For a lot of these plays, it's just a a split-second decision um, to like either tuck it or hesitate a little bit, and that gets him in trouble. So I I think if we had to place – and I hate to say like – Oh, it's this much his fault, this much his fault. But I think Baker has to take responsibility for a lot of what's going on, especially with um, when his office, uh, offensive line has done their job. They're blocking twists, twists and stunts much better than they did last year. Um, and even last year apart, it's like the offense, for the most part, is doing their job. It's just execution part. So, yeah, I think uh, – for us to look better on offense. They have to do a better job of attacking all three levels. I think that's what we're missing in the pack, passing game. Um, like if you took a look at his some of his passing charts, you would see a lot of attempts underneath. Um, and uh, you'll see a couple attempts deep. But that intermediate part of the field from like, I would say maybe about, 10 to 20 yards, that whole block of field is just not being attacked consistently enough. Mm-hmm. And what that means is, okay, defenses are either going to load that box, blitz you, and make you get that ball out quick, and then we're just going to tackle. 
or we just gonna clamp up, you know, or whatever, because we know you're not gonna attack the middle part of the field. We just gonna let you do whatever you do underneath, and we just gonna come up and tag you. Um, but yeah, for this this offense to to look much uh, much deadlier and what. Honestly, I think Baker is capable of. He can make all those throws. There's not a throw on the field I don't think Baker Baker Mayfield can't make. Um, he's the best arm talent we've had in Carolina since Cam Newton. Straight up. That's just mm. what it is. Since 2018 Cam Newton, I, I give him that. Um, and I think Teddy had better touch. I think Teddy was overall a little bit more po- poised. And that's why Teddy was has been the best quarterback we've had since that that Cam Newton era. But I think Baker, as far as talent goes, he's 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 up there with the very best that have ever done it in Carolina. So it's hard because it's frustrating to see how close it is on on film. But uh, yeah, they just got to do a better job. McAdoo's got to call some schemes up um, or scheme something up to get that intermediate part of the field. Um, more uh susceptible to their passing attack um play action wise that'll open them up for the deep shots that'll make their short game better it's like that's the only thing that the 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 passing concepts are missing and a part of the reason for that i think is that they're using mirrored um passing patterns so you'll see like two slant a slant on this side a slant on the other side you'll have two guys running um like a levels concept to where one's running a shallow crosser, mm-hmm. then another one's like right behind them, not even five yards behind them. When you can really honestly flip that into like a bench concept to have one guy running a, a medium kind of post thing. And then if you want to have a click, a quick slant or a regular slant underneath, that would attack that second level of the field better than just two dragger, two um, drags or two shallow crossing routes. So, it's it'll be interesting to see what McAdoo does. And I didn't do a, a super deep dive for McAdoo's passing concepts um when we uh when we made him the OC. I was more anticipating the power run game because that's what he did in, in um in New York. And, and that's what I wanted to see. A lot of the four man rest wanted to see um Michael Jordan out there and just move bodies and let Christian McCaffrey hit the lane and just take take off to the races, but um, yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see. I don't know um, what they have cooking up, but it's got to be. It's like it's blatant on every passion chart um, that we've had so far. All three of them, the middle of the field is just not being attacked. So we'll see, man. They got to get that figured out. Hey, dude, if you don't mind, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say what needs to be said. It's going to be con- a little bit of controversial because I know how fans were reacting, but uh oh. Had the Panthers kept Teddy Bridgewater, I think we'd be in a much, much better position year three than where we are uh, right now. I know he wasn't, but um, yeah. (laughs) Talk to him. That's Come on, man. You know, we wasted, what, six draft picks uh, getting Matt Corral and, and Sam Donald and Baker Mayfield. Yep. For for the results that, we, that for the results that we gotten, yeah, we would have been better sticking with Teddy, letting him play out his three year because this would have been his third year, mm-hmm. um, third year here. Which had he been released, would have only cost us 
five million instead of the twenty one million in dead cap that it cost us. You know, um, yep. Uh, he had no problem attacking the, in the middle of the field, the nope. short and intermediate stuff. He was tearing up. Yeah, so fans are complaining. Oh, he didn't throw the deep ball. Well, we got Sam Donald throwing the prettiest deep ball interceptions in the league, <laughs> and you know, going through all that. And Look, then, don't forget, Maybe. Teddy led the league in, in air yardage at one point that year when he started. So even that was a – it wasn't completely true um, that he didn't attack the deep part of the field. So I think Teddy did the best job, like I said, the poise and attacking all three levels of the field. Unquestionable. I think he might have the the top – one of the top five QBR um, QBRs for for our franchise. Like he was – he was – he was that um, – Consistent. I don't. I don't know. Let's see. Let me fact check that. Hold on. Let me go on get the receipts. Hold on. <laughs> Sports. So reference. Okay. I heard. I heard chat going up. I was like, wait a minute. Let me get them the receipts because they're not gonna believe it unless they see it. That's Bible. Let's see. Hold up. But yeah, man, we we you got um if you look at the quarterback situation, we like 60, 70 million dollars in a hole, six draft picks. And you could have saved all that by either A keeping Teddy or B just keeping Cam and letting him be the bridge. Um and you get to fill the holes with those six draft picks and that extra 70 mil you never spent. For one year for each guy, which is right. which is absolutely asinine to me. And I think a part of that blame, that blame has to go on David Tepper, because I know for sure he went up to Matt Rules like, boy, if you start this season next year with Teddy Bridgewater at quarterback. Then right. he said, Boy, <laughs> boy, if you start this season next year with Sam Dardo as quarterback. <laughs> yeah. Hey man, yeah. Tepper I can't, I can't deny that. So, <laughs> so, but yeah. So y'all may feel how you feel about what I said about Teddy Bridgewater, but um, like I say, he wasn't the most spectacular, you know, fantasy team, YouTube highlight filler up, but he, he, he connected well on short and intermediate, you know, and, and, you know, which is what we're sorely missing now. So anyway, I just had to, had to get that out the way. But um, but yeah. So let's talk about what the defense did to Jameis. You know, to uh, kind of bring this on around here. Um, you know, with Jameis Winston's stats, as I'm looking here, 25 for 41 for 353 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions. It was only sat once, but uh, had a passer rating of uh, uh 76.6. But uh, I reached out to um. Uh, you familiar with Will Brown on Twitter, right? The uh, Panther stat guy. Yep. So I reached out him. Uh, I reached out to him this morning, and um, uh, let me pull up the tweet here. Uh, give me one moment. Okay, here we go. 
So, um, so I reached out to Will Bryan and I said, uh, by chance, do you track the weekly uh, QB pass rush statistics for things like sacks, hurries, and hits? Just want to see who's getting after. And then he responded back that uh, according to PFF, Brian Burns has two sacks, two quarterback hits, and eight quarterback hurries um, uh, for the to lead as far as players um, on the Panthers go. Now, as far as uh, just overall uh, team pressure yesterday, let me pull that up here for you guys. Just, just bear with me. Ah, here it is. Let's see. All right, so yesterday, um, Burns had five pressures. He had uh, one hit, four hurries. Uh, J.C. Horn had two pressures. He had a quarterback hit in a hurry. Uh, UT Gross Meadows had two pressures with two hurries. Hartfield, same thing, two pressures, two hurries. And now uh, Chen had uh, a sack in a hurry. So it looks like Phil Snow cooked up some pressure from the secondary, um, you know, to – uh, to affect and rattle uh, Jameis Winston here because uh, even though he was only sat uh, one time, uh, as far as QB hits, uh, we got six hits on him. And it looks like we got about uh, we got about 14 hurries on him yesterday. So, yeah. um, you know, so, I mean, on 41 dropbacks, you know, would have liked to seen three or four more sacks we had. We had a couple of near sacks, but uh, at the end of the day, it's not horseshoes. So um, uh, definitely hope this pass rush, you know, lights up and hit a stride and can and continue. So, but it was good to see uh, the secondary get involved with uh, applying pressure um, on the quarterback yesterday. I think a lot of those near sacks turn into sacks with the healthy Jameis, because um, you got to remember Jameis. Um, they they kind of they knew he was hurting, so I don't think they they exposed him to the amount of hits he would normally have been exposed mm-hmm. to. I think his internal clock would have been a little bit more relaxed. Um, so for the times that we almost sacked him and he just got the ball away, or uh, you know threw the ball away or made a made a quicker decision, I think a lot of those turn into sacks. So I think it's just a matter of Jameis being hobbled. They didn't have Taysom Hill. Um, their backup would have been Andy Dalton. So, yeah, I think a part of that is just the internal clock and, and understanding that Jameis is already hobbled. Let's not get the man hurt more. Right. Yo, JD, can we can we talk about the back to back strong performances by JC Horn? Yeah, man, let's let's do it. Look, uh, I mean, look. Uh, yesterday <laughs> he, he had a had an interception and defended uh, three passes. Uh, as I mentioned, he brought some pressure on the uh, quarterback as well. It was responsible for the interception by um, Dare Brown, who, who 
who got his uh, first career interception. I don't even think he got one at Auburn. So nope, uh, I don't think that so. That was pretty good. That was that was off the tip pass. Uh, you know, they had JC in the nickel. Uh, I think I caught it with the star position. Yep. Uh, yep. And uh, yeah, and he definitely um, uh, came unblocked and got his hands up, and it led to the uh, uh, to the interception by uh, Derrick Brown. Um, second game where where JC, you know, you know, what do you call himself? Uh, the seatbelt. That's that's what, that's what he's saying. I mean, mm-hmm. he he putting the seatbelt on because you know when you look at you know, the Saints, you know, receivers, I mean, don't get me wrong, you know, uh, Chris Olave and Tracon Smith, when you look at their numbers, like, oh, wow, they roast, you know, they did their thing. But I think J.C. was primarily on Michael Thomas, who was held the five catches on five targets, but 49 yards. Yeah. You know. They uh, did Jarvis, have Dante on, Dante on Michael Thomas a couple times, too, for those receptions. Okay. okay. Jarvis Landry, two catches on five targets for – 22 yards. Um, yeah, I, I just think that we're just a couple of, you know, turn head plays away because a lot of that that was given up uh, to Chris Olave and Traycon Smith were just, uh, uh, you know, fundamentals just breaking down at the last second yep. uh, for the Panthers versus more so, uh, you know, uh, you know, went, went to execute. Because one thing we know, he can throw it deep. Mm-hmm. And I just and we had players there to make plays in the ball that, that just didn't happen, you know. Yeah, a lot of that is just t- trusting that they were there. They were get in good position. Um, yeah, see, uh, I think C.J. Henderson, um, for the most part, he's the the primary guy, like to where he'll be in good position. But then know the ball is in the air, and he kind of—I don't know if he panics or just doesn't trust his position to find the ball. Um, I want him to take those chances, though. Just just get that head around and see if we can make a play because he's a great athlete. So, um, as far as JC, man, I'm gonna say something that's a little controversial, Uh-oh. just a little bit. JC is who what they're trying to make the fans are trying to make Jerry Mitchell to be out. JC is exactly who they think Jeremy Chen is as far as um, being effective at all different levels. I think as far as alignments go by my clock, he's the only guy to have lined up at five spots last game. Um, JC is. So those five, um, we had him um, on the edge as a pass rusher in the box 13 times. Free safety, uh, I think I saw four three or four times um mm-hmm. slot nickel um and just outside boundary corner so he's he's been everywhere and it's a little rare to see a, a top 10 corner pick like this to be a lot like jc was picked to be a lockdown corner but i i don't think i've ever seen a corner of his caliber moved around like this um so if you look go back and look at the um the other corner taken after him, um, Patrick Sertan, he's primarily a boundary guy. Um, right. And he's damn good at it. He's really, really good at it. But J- JC, I, would, I would say he's elite in his second yeah, year. Yes. Like he, he's, he hooping. And I don't think it, I think it's unheard of because like even a guy like sauce that just went this past year, um, primarily a boundary guy, Okuda who struggled, a couple um a couple seasons early on for the Lions 
has been a boundary guy. I, I, I don't know if I've seen another corner line up at Joker, line up at free safety. Okay, now he's at nickel. Okay, he's going to be at um, boundary corner. I don't know if I've ever seen a young um, corner of JC's caliber do all that. So I really think um, JC is going to be that that um, that do-it-all kind of guy that everybody thinks Jeremy Chin is. Yeah, and, and and then to be honest, you know, him around, I, I think Dante Jackson can be moved around and be used effectively in, in the same role. You know, absolutely, uh, absolutely. I think he could definitely definitely play free safety. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, nickel. Um, you know, outside cornerback. Um, yeah, I, I definitely think you know, and I think we got the talent as far as guys like C.J. Henderson, like uh, Keith Taylor. Uh, that can play the outside or the nickel while these while we rotate guys around like JC. I, I think there's a lot of versatility that would allow you know Phil Snow to get real funky and creative um, with you know the personnel grouping and the de- and the um, and the alignment uh, in the secondary. Wouldn't you say? Yeah, it, I, I'm surprised that they haven't been playing matchups more than they have. Um, I don't know if they're just trying to get everybody's feet wet at, at one position and get a little more creative as time goes on. I think Dante might be um, – my favorite film of him at LSU was him moving around, jumping from boundary to nickel to free safety and just letting him fly around and make plays on the ball. Um, Xavier Woods, another guy, he's a safety, but played nickel at a high level at, uh, in college and played a little bit of boundary out – in college, so it can move around free, strong, doesn't matter. Um, Miles Hartsfield, literally both corner and safety on college film. So it's good to see these guys move around. I, I think um, they should play a little bit more matchups with it. So I think uh, for last game, I would have liked to see JC on, um, on, on your bigger guys like uh, Michael Thomas um, and let him press up a little bit more and let Dante have that Roman role or at least have Dante on like an Alave, a guy that's pretty fast, you know, I, I would have liked to see that a little bit more. But other than that, I love moving these guys around. I don't think I've seen anything quite like it at the NFL level. Yeah, man. I mean, position flexibility is something that we all, all have been in favor of. Uh, here. So let's wrap this up by uh, responding back to our fans here. Uh, I did pull up the uh, PFF. Uh, thanks to uh, thanks to you, JD, because I see some questions here uh, that I felt like uh, definitely need to be addressed here. Um, let me scroll back up here. You know, fans are agreeing that uh, you know, Louvu is Beaston right now making plays. Some uh, Freddie Figueroa said giving John Beaston vibes. Um, that's definitely how I praise because Beaston was just man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, att- he attacked that block like he was Beaston though. Yo, if he, if he ain't, he thought he was. <laughs> Yo, but like y'all ever seen like John Beaston like you know what I'm saying like shirt off like dude like a chiseled Adonis like dude had to be like three, maybe 4% body fat, like, 
Damn, he was going on in Miami, dude. I mean, he was just oh. he was like a shorter version of Swole Bones, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, man, just just muscles in his in his forehead for no reason, you know. He moved. He was too fast too for a dude that size. You think all that muscle was slowing guy down? Nah, not beast. Nah, nah not at all. Uh, let's see here. Bill Spires said that, uh, let's see. Did y'all see where F line ranked huge by PFF from yesterday? Our line was a C plus, uh, was a C plus here. I didn't see the, the line altogether. Um, I know PNP usually uh, on Twitter, usually dropped the weekly line grade. Did you happen to get a glimpse of those yet? I, I think I saw some of them. I didn't, um, particularly paid a lot of attention to. I think I might have a screenshot of it though. Let me let me pop down and see. All Ah, here it is. Okay. All right. I was able to actually pull up the whole uh whole roster here. I'll bet. Okay, so uh yeah, let's uh a few fans don't mind, you know, joining us. We're gonna go down uh PFF Boulevard here. Um I know cause we've been very vocal, you know, when it comes to the uh grading system of PFF hasn't always been what we felt like was the most accurate. But it seemed like they're they're consistent across the board with everybody. So we'll we'll take it for a grain of salt as a tool and not so much the final say. But um let me get ready to share the screen here. All right, let me switch the format up. All right, JD, can you see this? Not yet. Nope. Oh, okay. Now I gotta hit share. I gotta click on oh, there. It is. There to go. All right. Can you see it now? Yep. All right. So according to PFF, uh, this is how the Panthers graded out yesterday. Uh, whoo, Baker, my man. Um. <laughs> Jeez, uh, yeah, 43.3 is the uh, grade Baker got yesterday uh, on offense. Um, mm. uh, of course, easily the highest grade was uh, uh, LaVisca Chenault at 95. <laughs> True Blues. Uh, uh, Robbie Anderson, 52.7. Uh, DJ Moore, 63.6. Uh, Shard Higgins, 55. Yo, boy, Shy Smith got a 49.3. He probably deserved it, too. I ain't gonna lie to you. Um, not sure why Terrence Marshall got graded, because uh, I didn't see him no snap count yesterday. For a reason, they got him at 68.1. That might be for, um, let's see. I don't know, because I, I thought he was in, in, inactive. I thought he was too. Let me make sure I'm looking at this right. Yeah, click that. He was right. Oh wait, no, that's draft year. Never mind. Never mind. You was yeah. right. You was right the first time. 
So this uh, was yesterday's grades, right? That might be overall. But I haven't seen him play all year. But uh, let me see. Uh, scroll to um, you see where it say tools at the top tab. Oh, yep, you was right in that black that black area. Okay. Keep going to the right. It says tools and then player grades. Hit that. Okay. Uh, let's see. Let's go down. Yeah. Hold on. I forgot how PMP told me to get to that. Hey, boom. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Hold on. You see where it says, you know where you um, press player grades at the top, on that top tab? Go right next to it and hit premium stats. Okay. I think that's going to be it right there. Pal. Now scroll down to Panthers and hit our logo. Yep. Season grades. Yep, now click Saints. Click the Saints line, and then go to game reports. Yes, sir. All right, now you can look at offense, defense, blocking, all that good stuff. You can just hit one. Okay. And then, yep, that's for this game. Oh, okay, here we go. All right. Yeah. Learning learn on the fly. Yeah. Okay, so they got them ranked from um, – from uh, best to worst, per se. That's uh, a bit LaVisca, 95 yesterday. Uh, McCaffrey, 79. Taylor Moten, 70. <laughs> Chuba, 67. Uh, solid day from Corbett, 66. Uh, Shy, 64. Um, Brady Christensen, 62. And then after that, drops down to the 50s. Um, Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. I say, the offense. Uh, the offense was uh was uh was tough to tough to watch yesterday. Uh, I'll give you that. Let's see. Damn, Baker all the way down. Yep, forty six point five. So yeah. Uh, damn, they have Pat Efline forty five point four. Hmm. He missed a couple of. I think um he was supposed to help out with the stunt. And he missed it, and it ended up being a sack or two. So I think that's probably yeah. what. But he he's generally been one of the top three linemen we have we have graded out as far as PFF goes. But again, with a grain of salt, definitely with a grain, a large grain of salt. All right, so let's switch it over to. Uh... You you see yep offense, there you go, All yes right. sir. Say look at the defense. Should see a lot of green over here. Ah, yeah, here that's the that's the vibes. So defensively, uh, J C Horn ninety two point six, Shaq seventy nine, Ted Brown seventy six. Um, his run defense had him a 77. Um, good to see shit. For nine snaps, Tavion Nixon did work. I thought they said he wasn't an NFL caliber player. Right. 
Okay, that far. Somebody lied. Mm. But look at Frankie Lugo doing God's work. 73, but uh, run defense, 89.2. Mm-hmm. Um, looks like a proved game from your boy Damian Wilson, you know, 70. Uh, tackling 78, which we have been on him for. Yeah. Coverage 65, running. So, not a bad, not bad mm-hmm. at all. Um, mm-hmm. Brian Burns, 67. He got um, a lot of doubles, I think, this past game. Yeah, but uh, for every reason, he seemed to do pretty good in coverage. I know a lot of fans like, Bob Brian Burns and coach, if I'm not mistaken, he's probably one of our better flat defenders in the flat. He is. It's not really close either. Yeah. Uh, Corey Littleton um, was tackling well, covered pretty decent. Marquise Haynes. Uh, so yeah, the guys on defense were definitely uh, definitely checking along. I mean, it looks like overall we had a great day, solid tackling. I don't really see a lot of uh, – Below sixties uh, with the tackling, um, you know. I mean, I had put up overall stats, but again, take this for what it's worth. You know, we was uh, bringing pass. I'm gonna excuse Dante on his tackling because we know he's a better tackler with, you know, groin and neck injury and things like that. You know, I'm, uh, I'm gonna give him a pass on this 37.2. But we know Dante Jackson definitely can, uh, definitely can tackle. Look at Chin with the 90 pass rush grade. Oh, yeah, that pressure, you know, you get a sack mm-hmm. and a quarterback hit and hurry. Yeah, that'll, oh, yeah, that'll do it. That'll, that, that, yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. Um, let's take a look. Look at a little other interviews here. Let's take a look at coverage matchups. Let's see. Uh, oh, I nah, know they this, did that. This is yeah. Screen. Okay. All right. So, um, let's see who uh, who uh, who ate the most against certain defense. So let's start with the top. Miles Hartsfield. Um, <laughs> Miles was locking down. Let's see. Yeah. yeah. Olay to eleven yards. You know. Uh, Traycon Smith to twenty three. Michael Thomas to twenty two. Hey man. Get Miles Hartfield some more reps. <laughs> look, look, I'll take it. Hey, I'll take it. He would have had him a pick too. If right. he would have uh if he would have just uh closed on that ball a little bit better. Right, right. Uh like Shaq had a pretty solid game. Um, um anytime I see a wide receiver, I'm assuming it's playing zone, but uh uh Tight end, it looked like he was mainly on Kamara's ass because uh, uh, Kamara's had two receptions, 12 yards on three targets. So, good job! Yeah, um, like a uh, crystal lay got his chunk on um, CJ Henderson here, three tar- targeted three times when covered by CJ Henderson, 70 yards, that big 49 um, yard one. Um, but I'm um, still not giving up on CJ. That's just me. Yeah. Um, we know Michael Thomas on the number run slant. So, you know, eight yards. That was probably the slant. <laughs> <You know. laughs> uh, yep. 
So look like uh, Chris Olave ate off of Henderson and Dante because he got Dante for for 50 yards and two catches, gave up a 38-yard one um, as well. Yeah. Hold up. Did Dante get a pick? Did he? I don't think he did. Well, it says one interception. Uh, I know Derrick Brown got one. I thought J.C. Horn had the other. Yeah, J.C. had the other one at the end of the game. Huh. I wonder if that's why they um, – that's, okay, that's different. Um, yes. Ooh, huh. yeah, yeah, yeah. Jeremy Chen responsible for Traquan Smith Day. Look, this three targets, three receptions, 82 yards, 48 yards. Uh. Uh, again, looks like he was in the slot to the right as a wide receiver. So it looked like they brought Jeremy Chin down to cover him. I'd rather see Jeremy Chin playing as a uh, deep safety in a cover two shell instead of being matched up on slots. This is where I would have rather seen a, a Keith Taylor or somebody else. I'm, I'm not liking Jeremy Chin matching up on slot receivers because, uh, yeah, you see that. Mm. Let's talk about all these zeros J.C. Horn put up, man. I mean, look at this, bro. Uh, who who want this work? You know, Chris Olave, nothing. Tracon Smith, nothing. I mean, they didn't challenge it. He, he was targeted three times. Yep. <laughs> uh, Seatbelt, man. Click, and, click, click. And it's not like it's at one part of the field. Like we just said, he moved around. So right. that man that man just strapping stuff down. That's what it sounded like to me. Yeah, definitely to me as well. You know, strap it up, click it, a ticket. <laughs> this all 22 is about to be some fun, bro. Bro, I can't hey, wait man. for it to drop. Hey, fans, uh, I mentioned earlier. I mean, uh, maybe later on in the week, I don't know, maybe Wednesday, Thursday, whatever, how the schedule play out. I definitely have to see how, you know, my new trucking schedule is going to work out. Um, but uh, yeah, definitely have to come on here and um, do some all 22 breakdowns with JD here with you. With you yes, guys. sir. Okay, let's take a look at Xavier Woods. Uh, Jarvis Landry, one catch, 13, minimal damage. Okay. All right. We'll live with it. I definitely will. Uh, Frankie Louvu, you know, gave up a nine-yarder. That's pretty much it. Uh, Corey Littleton, I mean, he did his job. <laughs> He's one of the best uh, coverage linebackers we got. All right. Uh, Keith Taylor, I mean, Chris Olav just ate against everybody. I know it's only one for eight, but it looks like he got catches against everybody. So yep. uh, that's, that rookie going to be a problem in, in our division. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. So we're at the next game, put JC on him and see how, how it goes from there. Yeah. All right, so this is some good stuff here, okay? I didn't know it broke it down like that. That's why. I see. Yeah. Let's see what else. Let's scroll back. All right, that was coverage matchups here. Let's take a look at something else. Uh, let's check out this run defense. How they break it now? I mean, um. You know, our run defense, like I said, only gave up 84 rushing yards. 
Uh, I think, uh, like I said, we held Camara to uh, 15 carries, 61 yards. I mean, for him, I mean, yeah, it may say four yards to carry. Uh, one of those was that long one for 27. But after that, you know, we put the claps on him. It was quiet. It got real you know, quiet. Real quiet, real quick. So and that was their first drive, too. Right. So, um, yeah, yeah, our boys definitely uh, was – our team was definitely focusing on look at all these players, 80s, 70s. I even say 60 and up is decent against uh against the run. So we uh look like we did good against the run yesterday. Um again, gross models, I'm gonna need you to step it up, man. Um okay, so that was a lot shorter. Okay, run defense. Let's take a look at uh what we've been talking about, pass rush. Ah, here's the breakdown. Okay, like I said, we had 14 hurries, uh, one sack, five hits on the quarterback. So I think James Wolf had 41 pass attempts. So let's see, 14 plus five, that's 19, so 20. So on about, what, 49%, nearly half of his uh, pass plays, we had uh, some type of pressure on him. Yeah. Um, I could live with that. If we can pressure on the quarterback 50% of the time he's throwing, I, I – I could live with that. Couldn't you? Oh, just shoot. We'll make it work. We we done got worse pressure than that before. Right. Uh, right. I'm, I'll live with it. That's cool with me. Right. Getting inside that 45%, that's when the turnover spike too. So mm-hmm. if we can live right there around that, that 40, that 40, 50%, then I'm cool. Right. Okay. Take a look at another aspect here. Uh, shit, coverage in general. Let's take a quick look how they do that. Man, this is some some in-depth work they're doing. Mm-hmm. And this is for all 32 teams. You know, everybody else's team got theirs too. Uh, you know what they say. Two organizations got eyes and ears everywhere. The IRS and PFF. <laughs> Let's see who was targeted the most. Uh, Miles Hartfield was targeted seven times. Shaq was targeted six, along with C.J. Henderson. Uh, Jeremy Chin, Dante Jackson both got targeted four times. J.C. Horn, like I said, only targeted three times. Yeah, man, I like this. I'm going to have to play with this a little bit more later. I don't want to. For our fans, let me let me start off. See how we did in the trenches, you know, these bellies, real quick. You don't mind? See what it mm-hmm. look, what it would it be like? So that would give you pass blocking and run blocking, yes, sir. I think you got it. I think they got it to where it filters by pass blocking, so it's highest to lowest pass blocking right now, right? Right. So who they credited in the three sacks to yesterday? Uh, one by Brady Christensen, and wow, one by McCaffrey. That's rare. 
Yeah, and I guess they put. I guess they put another on Baker because I don't see. He it says he was sacked three times, but I only see two. Um, that was quote unquote allowed. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that's what they're doing. Yeah. Uh, let's see for all the grief he got. Ike Kwanu, uh gave up two uh, two two hurries, but uh, didn't allow a hit, didn't allow a sack. That's an improvement. Like that. We'll live with that. I don't know why it's 56.8. Maybe it was the time when these hurries happened. Who knows? Um, but yeah. I, uh, okay. That's blocking now. Let me just see how detailed they are when it comes to run blocking. Just the metrics of it. Let's see. Oh, it separate by zone and gap scheme at the top. Ah, zone blocking, man on man blocking. Okay, yep. let's see this. See this is let's see this. What the fuck I be talking about right here? <laughs> yeah, man, I'm gonna be up playing with this man because I, I like this. Yes, sir. It, look, it for as much like I, as I question they they grades and stuff. Like mm-hmm. they they detail they detail, bro. Yeah, the detail is immaculate. I, I can't even cap on this. I, like yeah. I said, I think the only I think the grading and the explanation of the grading is what pre, what most people have a gripe about. But to find out that uh, every NFL team has a contract with them, so you know that's that's credibility. So yep. Um. So see, when we zone blocking, let's see who's our better zone zone. So like Taylor does did good zone blocking. Uh. I respect higher from Brady with his athleticism, but like I said, you know, play guard, you got to be physical and nasty, man. You just can't just be athletic. Yeah. Um, surprising enough, Austin Corbett had a good day run blocking. Um, like I said, in that zone, zone scheme, which is uh, what, what, he's, uh, what he's accustomed to. Um, let's see from here. Icky. Uh, 55. Um, I thought he had a better day than that. Right. Now when we go man blocking, uh, let's take a look here. Who's our best man? Who's our best man blocker? Let's see who who toted the nuts per se. So let's see. Taylor, 55. Corbett, 55. Uh, Look like they got Brady at sixty something there. Yeah, damn, I went right past that sixty six point nine. So, okay, all right. So he manned up, manned up on that one. All right. Um, let's see, Icky fifty eight in man. All right. Um, That's his bread and butter right there. Elf line forty five. Yeah. And Tommy, um surprised here. Uh 43. Yo, shout out to Rob Anderson blocking his butt off yesterday. I noticed that on um particularly on that Chinook touchdown run, bro. Uh, Robbie was out there uh throwing his little 170 pounds around, bro. It's swear he was like that lane don't open up without Robbie, bro. Right. It definitely doesn't. 
LaVisa is a good blocker too, bro. You're going to see a couple of times he's going to put a linebacker on his neck. Right, right. You got that on film. Yeah, let's take a quick look at these receiver matchups. See what uh well, let's just look at it overall, see what how it puts it out there. You could probably recognize some of these uh metrics better than me. Uh let's I know see. targets, reception, reception percentage. So I got these. Uh it's detail. Let's see how far over it goes. Oh, it go a little way. Good God. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to whoever put all these numbers in. You know, hey, you're doing God's work. That's all right. <laughs> it could be me, bro. Page <laughs> drop, fumble. That's what. Hmm. I need to explain why DJ had one reception for two yards, bro. I just came. I don't understand it. Yeah, let me, let me get some. Depth and direction, see what that's like. Ah, damn, JD, you've been holding it out on me, bro. Look, I didn't even know it did that. <laughs> Man, I'm learning with you. Look at the middle of the field, though. Like I said, that intermediate part of the field. DJ wasn't allowed to go deep. Oof, yeah. Oh, let's see, Robbie. Okay, Robbie. He's working them. Uh, he working right there in the intermediate part. Right. That looked good to me. It was a couple of bad. The I remember the one uh, one of these had his feet right here on the throw to the right side. Yep. Of the hash, I remember that. Wow, this is tell them boys to get PFF they little little chunk of they check. For real. Uh McCaffrey, you know, of course, most of his, you know, will be back here. Uh he threatened eight a minute one time. I think that's when um that was that fourth down play where uh Baker missed him wide the hell open. Yeah. He went for on fourth down. Yeah, I'm a little first down. Right. Screenplays. And he had another one for 23 yards. Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah he had a little little 23 yard first down. Yep. Shit. Okay. All right. Mm -hmm. he, he was getting loose a little bit, bro. Wow. Ah, what the hell did I do? Okay. Okay. Go back. Let's go to receiver matchups. Who are putting the clamps on them? Let's see here. <sighs> yeah. DJ was covered for the five times he was target. Only once by Lattimore, twice by Bradley Roby. Everybody took their turn with McCaffrey, four players.
<laughs> Robbie, mostly covered by Roby. Yo, PJ Williams ain't always in a highlight for the Saints. <laughs> yeah, I swear. <laughs> swear to God. Mr. Deep Dive. Yep, this is where you're talking about chat with Shaq Cook Roby for that 24 yarder. Yeah. Man, this is cool. I like this. This, yeah, this is where it's at. Don't let our offense start cooking. This is going to be a lot of fun getting in this these tabs right here. Man, what you talking about, man? All right, that's enough for the screen share. All right, Jay, let's wrap it up by uh, chatting up with our fans here. Let's see. Uh, I'll let you answer this, J.D. Freddie Figueroa, back at 920, said, what you think about Chan so far? I think he can have a Pro Bowl year. I think Jeremy Chin is uh, – I think he's more of a linebacker than what they're leading on. I think his, um, his impact on the game when he's closer to the line of scrimmage is just higher. I think he can play safety. And I think he should do both. I think he's less of a safety than what the team thinks. Um, and I honestly think the defense will just improve if you keep him closer to the line a little bit more often. So I think, yeah, they just got to bounce him out. He's one of those guys that can do both. I think he's in that mold of like an Eric Reed, to where if they would have played Eric Reed at a, a little bit more in the box or a little bit more closer to the line of scrimmage. He would have been a lot more dynamic than what he was. I think the same is true for Chen. Um, just just let him get close to the line, you know, and kind of play that that see ball, get ball kind of role because when he does that, he's at a different level. All right, had a comment here about William Teeter Jr. He says, yeah, we got players and talent, but we don't have the coach to not employ them and put them in position to succeed. Giving up 353 yards, passing isn't good. Uh, I can agree to that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see. So, yeah, that's pretty much it. Well, J.D., I think we uh, reached the limit of our welcome here. Um, uh, <laughs> down to six here. <laughs> I'm dead. It's like they just don't PFS score. Look at them. Yeah, we'll catch them next time. <laughs> 
that was on me. I got all excited, bro. Nah, I was looking with you. I was like, wait a minute. The little right. graphic pops up. I was like, what? Right. I'm gonna have to go so, do some some clicking and stuff on the side. See, look, look, I don't know who on your fantasy team, but it's a it's another uh, watch a paint dry game. Um, Dallas six, Giants three. They oh, started the third quarter. Yeah, I sure started Daniel Jones this week, Bruh. Uh, yeah, it's gonna be another rough season, bro. Yeah, that part. Mm mm mm. Yeah. All right. Well, for those of y'all that are still with us, uh, appreciate you sticking through our PFF uh, moment here. He definitely uh, uh, definitely was uh, enjoying seeing those. That's the stuff that we like doing in the chats and when we're doing our research and things like that. So this is definitely, uh, definitely be a tool we can use to uh, make our content a lot better. So, again, shout out to EJD for uh, providing the PFF account tonight. Yes, sir. But um, yeah, man. Overall, again, uh, Carolina Panthers ended their losing streak. Got our first win of the season, one and two. Uh, currently, as a week three in second place in the NFC South. Um, I think our division is up for grabs, but uh, uh, we can maintain the defense and special teams we saw yesterday and get more consistent QB play. I, I think we could possibly make some noise. Absolutely. It's all on this offense now and this defense to keep that same energy. Right, right. Because if the Jacksonville Jaguars can beat the Los Angeles Chargers 24 to nothing, anything is possible. Swear, swear. Anything is possible, bro. I did not see that one coming. Oh, baby. Right. All right. So on behalf of everybody at the Four Man Rush, we want to thank you all again. Uh, again, we thank you guys for interacting with us on our different social media platform, whether it's Facebook, Twitter, uh, YouTube. Uh, we definitely um, appreciate you guys. Uh, even if we don't always agree, we just enjoy the banner. We enjoy the different ideas and different thought concepts that we um, all run into. So, again, always thank you guys. Uh, J.D., any closing remarks on your end? Nah, man, we we won one. Hopefully, we'll win one next week. We got the Cardinals coming to us. Oh yeah, definitely. And um, depending on your location, um, I believe in safety first. We'll see if the game is affected. Uh, if you haven't been following, keeping up, uh, there's a hurricane just south of Cuba named um, Ian that looked like he want to make his way up through this way by the end of the week. Uh, with rain forecasted entering the Carolinas late, late Thursday night, all day Friday. Uh, could be all day Saturday, leaving out potentially early Sunday. Uh, as you know, uh, these things can change. Uh, anything can make them go one direction or the other, so keep tuned. But uh, definitely be safe. Get prepared. Um, when it comes to the Carolinas, I think it's – said winds can be anywhere between 35 to 50 miles an hour. Uh, we can look at anywhere from three to five inches of rain. So just, uh, just make sure you take precautions and uh, be situated. We've been through worse, but we never want to take Mother Nature, Mother Nature for granted. So uh, definitely tune in to your, your local news, the weather channel, whatever you use to you know, monitor throughout the rest of the week because uh, we all need you back here uh, to keep pounding. So make sure you guys are Stay aware of that. 
So, uh, you know, Ian, if you hear us, don't be coming up here acting up, messing up stuff. Uh, <laughs> you know, we ain't had oh. to bring up nothing about no hurricane all year, last couple years. So, uh, we need you to act like you got some sense. <laughs> right. That, right. All right. All right. Well, again, I'm, uh, um, again, thank you, JD, for joining, um, joining up with me tonight. Um, again, on behalf of everyone here at the Four Man Rush, I want to thank all you fans. Uh, we'll catch you guys out there in social media land. Um, y'all enjoy, be safe, take care of each other, and always keep pounding.